Welcome everyone to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Botcher. Terrific. This week, we have our, have our 10th edition of Recent Animal Stories and Attacks. Now, normally we do this episode every two months, but since we missed a whole month of, because we were sick, or I was yeah. sick, uh, we're going to do the, we're going to cover the last three months instead. So it's going to be November through January. And we have lots of great stories for you this week. Uh, it's not very deathy uh, this time around. <laughs> Sometimes we make these episodes quite deathy, but there is going to be some death, but not as much as um, some other times. And Dave, you have a story or two for us as well, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, these episodes are always fun, and yeah. uh, this one is no exception. It's hard to believe it's our 10th one, too. Yeah. We've been doing this show for over a year and a half now, Dave. Wow. That's pretty cool. That is. We've got some longevity <clears throat> to us. Yeah. I was reading something recently, and it said that podcast, most podcasts don't make it through 14 episodes. <laughs> wow. And this is episode 72, I think, so hey, we've done all right there. Yeah. And we hope everyone enjoyed last week's show about orcas in captivity, which I thought was a lot of fun. And, you know, the whole orca series was a lot of fun. They're super yeah. cool, interesting animals. So we hope that everyone enjoyed them. Yeah. You want you know something? I, I just read an article on orcas. Um, there was a there's a pod. I didn't I can't remember where it was from. Because I didn't hold on to the article. We were already past workers. But okay. there was a, um, you know, the, the uh, not the matriarch, the patriarch mm -hmm. had passed. Like he was gone. And I guess he was a pretty prominent orca. They knew him, the, uh, pe the people watching him knew him well. He was gone. And so the whole pod was in danger. They were like. Really? Yeah. Like, apparently it was starving. The, the other ones weren't getting the food that they used to get. and Because they weren't the, doing well. The big, yeah. uh, the male wasn't <clears throat> there. Yeah. Huh, interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, Dave, you're feeling better now. We can I yeah. can tell that your voice isn't quite as sexy <laughs> yeah. as your sick voice was. <laughs> so, sorry, ladies. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, as always, we want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to us. We've... We've done well in our downloads. I'll, I'll give you a little some information on our downloads. So normally, on a, any individual day, we get about 100 downloads per day, okay. give or take, on average. We'll okay. say around 100. I mean, that, that's no Joe Rogan podcast or anything. <laughs> but say we get 100. 100? I get that in half a second. <laughs> I know, serious. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, we get 100, about 100 a day. So, But it's still really cool to think about that. Like 100 people around the world. Around the world, yeah. seriously, we get hits from obscure countries sometimes, but 100 people around the world listen to us daily. Yeah. So it is, it's really cool to think about that in a way. I mean, I know that's not a lot, uh, as a lot of podcasts have a ton more listeners than that, but we, we have like a small cult-like following, the yeah. Force of Nature uh, cult following, we'll say that. Yeah. So it's awesome, and thank you, everyone. They are forced to be reckoned with, our fans. Well, it's pretty early in the show for that, but... Hey, you might as well get started. <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoy the show, something you can do to contribute is... Go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you use. Give us a review. Give us five stars. Say something you like about the show. You could say whatever you want in there. Uh, the ratings and reviews really help our podcast gain more attention, gain more listeners. And it, it means a whole lot to us. So please go ahead and do that for us. It'd be really nice. Yeah. Also, we are joined in the studio by everybody's favorite cheetah, Colonel Cheetor. Hey, you guys watched the Royal Rumble, right? It was great, but you know, if I was in there, I would have won, and I would be going to the main event of WrestleMania. Oh, okay. really? Huh. Well, I'm sure most fans don't care about wrestling or the Royal Rumble, <laughs> but yeah, Cheetor versus Brock Lesnar. We'll see if we can do that, and if we can't, then maybe a Cheetor versus Undertaker. Hey, there you go. <laughs> hey, he might be the best thing since Sergeant Slaughter, you know, hey. Colonel Cheetor. <laughs> That was a good reference. That was a good wrestling reference. I'm sure nobody cares about our wrestling references. Although I do, I do know we have one fan in New York that also likes wrestling. Oh, but. nice. Right on. Yeah, All I think right. our fans would like gator wrestling a little better. Maybe. Yeah. All right, so enough about that. Sometimes Cheetor has good things to say. Sometimes he doesn't. This <laughs> is whatever comes off the top of yeah, his head. Yeah, it's spotty. <laughs> God, all right. <laughs> 
Let's get going, Dave. Okay, let's get going good. with our first story. We've got a lot of them, so let's get going with our first one. Uh, for this first story, we are going down under to Australia for... So for the last month or so, most of it was like right around New Year's is when most things were coming out about it. But pretty much the whole continent uh, has been on fire. Yeah. Uh, not the whole continent, but their their wildfires have been particularly bad this season. So at least 27 million acres have burned down. Wow. Uh, that's an area larger than Portugal, the country. Wow. That's, huge, that's so much. And I heard it was... Uh, Way bigger than the uh, California fires. Oh, yeah, too. yeah. It's, it's way bigger. Australia gets it probably the worst than, than anywhere with the mm. fires. Uh, the area that got the worst of it is in the states of New South Wales and Victoria, the southeast part of Australia. And okay. New South Wales is where Sydney is. Okay. And Victoria is where Melbourne is. In okay. The, in the southerns or the southeast, yeah. Okay. And Australia is a very prone to wildfires. Like I said, it, it's worse than California is for sure. Mm. And it's summer there right now, and they are having extremely hot and dry conditions, or at least they were. Um, the new right around New Year's is when the uh, it seems like the brunt of it was. Okay. And the fires. So get this: the fires have killed at least thirty people, some being firefighters. And I, I actually read somewhere that some firefighters from were flown in from Utah to oh, help wow. out. So that's cool. I'm sure there's lots of firefighters that were flown in yeah. to help out. And some 2,500 homes have been destroyed. Gee. Now, it, now this is where uh, it gets well, kind of sad, honestly. Uh, so an estimated 1 billion animals have died from wow. these fires. And scientists fear long-term damage to many of the ecosystems in the area. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Things were bad there for a bit, and I, I, I can't put that over enough. Like, it was bad. Mm. Parts of Canberra, or Canberra, the capital city, had to be evacuated due to the fires. And I'm sure other areas were evacuated, too. Mm. Wait, is that the capital city of the... Of Australia. Canberra. Oh, of all of all Australia? All of Australia. It's Cam... Canberra, I think that's oh, how you say it. Sorry that. if I don't okay. get that right, Australia. But it, yeah, Canberra is, is the capital. Okay. Uh, the one billion estimate was calculated by uh, ecologists at the University of Sydney and only includes mammals, but excluding bats. So okay. bats aren't included. Uh, it includes mammals, birds, and reptiles in this. It doesn't include uh, frogs, insects, and invertebrates, or even livestock. Wow. So that's a it's ton. Billion, I mean, well, yeah. a ton. That's a billion. <laughs> uh, this includes Australia's most iconic animals, so wallabies, kangaroos, cockatoos, and koalas. Oh, wow. Now, koalas in particular have been hit really hard. At least 8,000 koalas have been killed. Gee. Up to 30% of koalas are believed to have been wiped out in the New South Wales population. Wow. Uh, that, that's a huge hit to the population, obviously. Yeah. Um, when they're not dying of syphilis, they're dying from fires. <laughs> now, koalas have a, there's a serious syphilis outbreak oh, really? in koalas. Oh, but, gee. Um, koalas just don't have the capability to move fast enough to escape a wildfire. Yeah. They, they're not like a kangaroo could at least out, outrun one you know, a yeah. little bit. But in my research, I saw photos of the ground, and it had uh, it was koala bodies, just charred koala bodies oh. from uh, burning. Gee. There were also um, reports of birds falling from the sky and dying due to heat stress. Wow. So what's going on in Australia is a huge problem. It was a huge issue, and it still yeah. is. It's still going on. It's not as bad, but it's still going on. And we can honestly talk about it a whole, the whole episode, but uh, the fires are still going on in some places. And, and we could talk about the whole episode, but uh, we we have other things to get to. Yeah. You know, um, I remember reading uh, a couple of weeks back about a zoo where oh. um, they had to move the animals out of the way of the fire. Yeah. And they had to move all of them. In fact, some of them, including the tiger, was at the sheriff's or the, oh, the really? zookeeper's home. He put it in his wow. home. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah. I, I'm, to escape that. I read something like but, that, but too. But they did say that we got them all out. They saved them all. Yeah. I remember reading something. It was the Irwins. 
um, oh, was Steve it? Irwin's okay. family, and they were they were moving a lot of the animals from their zoo, and mm. people were taking in like wild kangaroos and letting them in their garage Isn't and that stuff. Crazy, and yeah, it really was. Billy, meet Joey. He's gonna be your brother for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> And some areas like Melbourne have gotten better. Um, they've gotten some significant rainfall recently, so some good news. That's good. Uh, but it's an ongoing issue and very sad when one billion animals are yeah. dying. Plus, especially when they're you know Australia has the unique animals. They really they do. They have, have a lot places. of no. They don't have them anywhere. Most uh, marsupials are there. Yeah. But there is, however, a lot of people like we said doing what they can to help the animals and fight the fires. Um, I read like a bunch of celebrities are donating money. Oh, People are good. donating money. money. Uh, so that's good. Uh, yeah. So to all of our lists, our Australian listeners, make sure to stay safe out there, and we wish you the best. Yeah. And <clears throat> I really just wanted to mention this, not to go into too much depth, because we have a lot of other things we need to talk about. But yeah, we wish everyone in Australia the best. Let's move on to our next story, Dave. Okay. And guess what? We don't have to go far at all hmm. for this next story. Oh, okay. Because it literally happened in the city we are in right now. Oh. <laughs> we are in Bountiful, Utah right now, about 10 minutes from Salt Lake City. Yeah. To the north of Salt Lake City. So, just so everyone knows. Um, so, this story on December 6th-ish... A pair of cougars were spotted uh, on a home's doorbell camera. <laughs> this is at the Russell family home when they got a notification from their ring doorbell. Yeah. Have you seen those? Uh -huh. Yeah, okay. Uh, they're pretty common. But they uh, then someone pulled into their... Okay, so yeah, they saw from the... When, when, or ring doorbell works like if some how does it yeah, work? Yeah, their phone. It's it, usually you have an app on your phone. Yeah, the, and it'll go ding dong, and so you get on your phone, and it'll show you what it sees. Right, it's but there's neat. also a camera that you can check periodically. So I think yeah, someone, that's the what. Yeah, they, well, well, yeah, they have other just, cameras. You can still check too, it without yeah. it ringing. So oh, somebody yeah, yeah. somebody checked it and saw that there were cougars right right there. And then, well, it'll catch motion. So if it okay. catches motion, then it will go ding dong, and then oh, that's okay. when people so that's look. what happened. Okay, yeah. that's how they work. So that's what happened, and well, there's two cougars right there on the on the on the porch, and then some uh, a car pulled up, and then the cougars took off. Oh, and Dave, just to let you know, this was right by Mueller Park. Whoa, that is a park just right where we are, and uh, this is like one mile from where we are right now in this studio. My son plays baseball. Yeah, in park. he does. <laughs> And I watched the video, and they are in a—they are just in a residential area, like oh, it, straight it up residential. Be, it could be the Mueller Park, the the rec, the I say recreational area, because that's not going to make it any more. Nobody clear. knows what but we're talking about. So. There's a um, there's kind of a forested area. Mueller Park is an area where you can go hiking too, right okay. at the base of the mountain, over by the temple. That's kind of the Mueller Park area. That, that All right, so that's there. maybe it was over there. Yeah, but it's area. still a big residential area. Like yeah. Big home. Oh, yeah. Well, in home. this camera footage, it's a residential area. Yeah. And uh, so, but that's not all. So on December 23rd, two cougars, probably the same ones that um, were seen again, not far from the first sighting, and once again caught on the doorbell camera. But this time, they had a dead deer with them. Whoa. So they literally killed a deer in a residential area a mile from your home. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, yeah, there's lots of deer. We see deer all the oh, time. Oh, yeah, we have deer all the time here. Yeah. So, the, yeah, the cougars must be coming down to hunt them because yeah, the deer exactly. came down. Exactly. And they don't, they don't get a chance to eat the deer and are scared away. Oh. Authorities then removed the deer so the cougars won't come back. And uh, to my knowledge, they haven't been spotted since. Okay. The Division of Wildlife Resources put out a warning asking the community to keep children and small pets indoors. Yeah. Isn't that kind of scary if you yeah. think about it? Especially just... between dusk and dawn. Yeah. You start sending your kid, hey, take the garbage out. But, Dad! <laughs> <laughs> but there's cougars. Yeah, they could actually get away with it. <laughs> well, there's cougars out there, Dad. Yeah. Oh, dang it. <laughs> But pretty crazy, uh, right here where we are, there are cougars that rum, roaming around the neighborhood. Yeah. During winter, yeah, like you were saying, the deer, they migrate down the 
to the lower elevations and then the cougars follow them. It's the mer- their main food source. Yeah. And cougars are extremely adaptable too. Yeah. They're very adaptable. It's kind of like black bears in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Yeah. So, um, and Bountiful, where we are, is right against the mountain. Yeah, and so Salt Lake City, but uh, it so it makes sense that they could be around here, and they yeah. definitely are. And there's been an increase of sightings over the last like ten years, so we think there's populations doing pretty well. Yeah. Okay, and also just a quick sidebar. I thought this might be um, interesting, uh, especially to some of our true crime fans oh, okay. about Bountiful, where we live or where you live. Uh, so Ted Bundy. <laughs> killed at least one of his victims here. Maybe, I can't remember exactly. Mm-hmm. Or he at least kidnapped one victim from Bountiful, uh, from Viewmont High School. That's where my dad went. Yeah. Right here in Bountiful. And Bundy also uh, went to law school here at the University of Utah like two years before my dad did. Wow. So he almost had a run in Ted Bundy. And one more, <laughs> one more quick tie-in I have with Ted Bundy. The officer that arrested Ted Bundy, this, this is kind of a fam, uh, famous story, was a, uh, so the officer that arrested him here, it was somewhere down south a little bit more near West Valley. I can't remember exactly oh, okay. where. But the officer that arrested him was a member of the same duck hunting club as my grandpa at the time. Really? Yeah. Wow. So they knew each other and like stories were passed down. Oh. I, I think it's kind of interesting. Yeah, but, it uh, is. Yes, Ted Bundy killed in our city. <laughs> 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 you know, it's just too bad he didn't have a run-in with uh, a pair of cougars that took him out yeah, instead. Th- there but... you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next story. And actually, for the next two stories, they're also going to involve cougars. Oh, wow. Let's go to December 5th to, uh, is it Simi Valley? I yes. think so, yeah. Simi Valley, California, north of Los Angeles. Uh, a woman let out her 10-year-old miniature schnauzer named Pumbaa. Uh, she, she let him out outside around 2 a.m. So mini schnauzers are not very big, and they're not very big at all. No. Kind of, and they got the weird beard look, and they're, they're kind of, they remind me of a goat. <laughs> I don't know, when I was looking at pictures of them, I was like, kind of looks like a goat yeah. with the beard. Anyway. Uh, my buddy used to have one and it was, all right. So it would, when, uh, whenever he would get pet, no matter what, he would just get a red rocket, which is right there. <laughs> <laughs> it was a mini schnauzer. I can't remember his name, but yeah, yeah. that's my experience with the mini schnauzer. Just a red rocket. Or like we would even just say red rocket and he would get a red rocket. <laughs> wow. Tra- someone trained him. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. My, my buddy probably did. I don't know what else went on in the house before that dog, but whatever. Okay. So I let Pumbaa out and unknown to the woman, there was a cougar in the backyard at this time. Just Pumbaa got let outside, immediately charged at the cougar. And the oh. cougar, well, you know, just barking because it didn't know what oh, it was. Okay. In there. And the cougar attacked Pumbaa. The woman, which I never got her name, she jumps into action to protect the dog that she loves. She treats it like a child. She jumped on the cougar and tries to pry its jaws open with her with her hands wow. to save her dog. And she punched it and kneed it in the head uh, while trying to pry the jaws. Jeez. But the cougar still would not let go of Pumbaa. Oh my goodness. And the cougar is like barely registering the blows the woman is giving her. Wow. And the whole time she could hear her beloved Pumbaa dying in the cougar's oh. jaws. And Pumbaa does die from this attack. Uh, and after it dies, the cougar then turns its attention to the woman. Oh. Luckily, she managed to get inside before anything <laughs> before anything happened to her. But wow. the cougar was growling and hissing at oh. her. She then called police while the cougar was still in her yard, but it left before authorities showed up. Huh. So it's sad Pumbaa died. Yeah. Now, this same cougar is believed to have attacked another dog about four hours earlier as well. Wow. It attacked a Havanese dog named Sammy. The owner, named Michael Chang, was taking Sammy for a walk when the cougar attacked. Oh, gee. He threw his jacket over the cougar and punched it until it dropped Sammy. Oh, wow. So he was just trying to beat on the cougar and blinded it with the jacket. The man um, took Sammy back to the house. And Sammy is okay, by the way. Sammy survives this. 
But the cougar actually followed them and at one point tried to get into the house through the doggy door. Oh my goodness. Right? Wow. Um, but I guess it then uh, ran off before it got in. And later, it actually attacked... Uh, before Later... Uh, okay, sorry. It then ran off and then later attacked Pumbaa, okay? And okay. then Michael Chang said, and I quote, I certainly hope that the animal control could somehow get a trap to capture the mountain lion because it's putting everyone in danger here. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Local residents are alarmed because authorities have no idea where the cougar is. Mm. And the cougar is believed to be a radio collared cougar named P-35, Huh. It's a 10-year-old female, but the collar has recently stopped working, so no one is sure. Huh. Pretty wild story, though. Yeah. Um, all right, I got another cougar story for us. Gee. And this one is a bit scarier, too. Hmm. Let's now go to January 21st, and we go to Lake Forest, California. Oh, wow. Okay. Which isn't very far from Anaheim. It's just no. south a bit, right? Uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah, I looked on the maps. It, it, I, I'm sure yeah, it's, it's on the five, on the, on the east side of the five. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you just remind, have you ever seen SNL, the skits they do with the Californians? Oh, yeah. You sounded like them right you now. You gotta go... take the five to the 405. <laughs> yeah. the... You sounded like that right there. That was funny. <laughs> nice. That's how that is how Californians talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The two, right. the, yeah, the 210 to the You got to take 15. the 210 to the 15. <laughs> All right. So a three-year-old boy and his, um, his fam- and five family members were hiking in this area. And all of a sudden, they encounter a cougar. The father immediately shouts uh, to threaten the cougar. You know, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And this didn't work. The cougar goes right for the three-year-old, the Ooh. three-year-old boy, and bites him on the back of the neck. Oh, my goodness. And drags him a short distance. The father then throws his backpack at the cougar, and it distracts the cougar enough, and the cougar goes for the backpack instead. Oh, okay. And then the cougar takes the back, grabs the backpack, takes it up a nearby tree. Mm. And there are photos of it. That they took of it in the tree with the backpack. Oh, wow. Uh, the police are called, and the mother grabs the boy and takes him out of, takes him out of the park. The boy ended up being okay and was released from the hospital later that night. So the boy ended up being fine. Oh, that's good. A, uh, a mountain biker named Landon Wright ran into the family as they were exiting the park area and they warned warned him about the cougar so and Landon spotted the cougar and he waited there to warn anybody else passing by oh okay and about an hour later authorities arrived when they shot and killed the cougar oh see officials said killing the cougar was necessary for safety reasons that's kind yeah. of standard protocol <clears throat> anytime yeah. an animal like that attacks a human it's going it's going to be killed yeah the family of the boy said they do not fault the cougar for its instinctive behavior, and the natural world deserves our respect. Yeah. Which is true. Yeah. But yeah, they have another crazy cougar story. That is, uh, yeah. Quick reaction by the father. Yeah. In order to save him. Yeah. Uh, cougars have, honestly, they've come up fairly often in some of our, these recent attack episodes that we've mm-hmm. done, and several editions of it. And we will definitely do a whole episode on them at some point as well. Okay. That would be a good one. Cougars. We still, for big cats, we still have to do cougars, leopards, which is going to be a big one. And we've done Siberian tigers, but we haven't done Bengal tigers. Oh. We've had Bengal tiger stories with Mm -hmm. Jim Corbett, but we, we haven't done a full episode on just them. Maybe that's, <laughs> and then snow leopards, yeah. cheetahs, oh, yeah. snow leopards clouded good. leopards even. Well, yeah. some of those don't attack people, but we got some big cat stuff to do. Yeah. By the way, when is the Jim Corbett? You mentioned we were going to have another one. When, when is that one? Haven't decided yet. Oh, okay. Could be soon though. Well, now that I just thought of it, maybe we should do a Bengal tiger episode and then do an episode of Jim. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. That's, that's something that just came to me. So hmm. we shall see. Okay. Let's go to our next story now. This is an odd one, too. 
Let's go to November 25th, and we are going just east of Houston, Texas. Let's meet a woman. Let's meet 59-year-old Christine Rollins. So Christine works as a caregiver for an elderly woman. Now, on this day, Christine hasn't showed up for her shift. Hmm. The elderly woman goes just right outside to the front yard and finds finds Christine's body. Whoa. Christine is dead. Jeez. Now, what happened for her to be killed from exiting her vehicle to the door is what oh. happened. So she it's died fall, from... Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if we Ted would. Bunny, I don't, we did cover him to the early. I don't know if we. Yes, I don't know if we would cover just somebody slipping and falling on this show. I so, um, authorities show up and find Christine has an injury to her head that is consistent with a fall, hmm. but she also had injuries that appeared to be animal related. Christine, she what she died from was severe blood loss. Ooh. Now, what could have done this? We're in Houston, around we're in Texas. Armadillo. <laughs> Armadillo. They'll, they'll just give you leprosy. No, really. <laughs> oh, really? They, they, yeah, they carry How? leprosy. I don't know, but they do. They wow. carry leprosy. Oh, wait, I didn't. I didn't know leprosy was a uh, uh, contagious yeah. disease. I thought. I'm pretty sure it was leprosy. Oh. I'm, I'm like positive it's leprosy. Wow. Anyway, it's it was not an armadillo. What was it? So. She was killed by wild hogs. Oh my goodness. Feral boar, wild pig, wild hogs, whatever you want to call them. But yes, Whoa. it was, and it was supposedly multiple hogs too. Gee. Now we don't know specific details. We're not as... talking about the biker kind, are we? <laughs> no, no, we are not. <laughs> or the, the, the movie with uh, Tim Allen and yeah. <laughs> Martin Lawrence and uh, John Travolta and William H. Macy. Look yeah. at that. I remember Very it all. Nice. Good job. It wasn't that good, but it was okay. <laughs> anyway, but so we don't know specific details as nobody was able to witness it. But hogs were seen in the area around earlier that day. Mm. And apparently these wild hogs have been a, an increasing problem in the area. Authorities say that the hogs would be hunted after this. And I couldn't find any information if they actually were killed or not. I have no idea. Mm. But when hunting these hogs, they actually use dogs. And these dogs wear Kevlar vests. Oh, wow. To protect themselves in case of an attack. Feral pigs can be very dangerous yeah. animals. And they can, they can get up to several hundred pounds and have razor sharp tusks. That's kind of the kicker there. Yeah. And they are very fast, too. Yeah. They, uh, they're they also very common in Texas with a population of 1.5 million. Hmm. And this is, a, this is a super rare incident. And from what I could find, there's only been six incidences with wild hogs in the last hundred years or so in the wow. U.S. Like six attacks of some, of, of, of some kind. I don't oh, know. Wow. Uh, <clears throat> wild hogs are cow. They're dangerous. They really are. Yeah. And if you remember in uh, what was uh, season one in Game of Thrones, the, yeah. <laughs> king, the the king was killed by a boar. I couldn't help having that come to my head when you were talking. Yeah. About it. <laughs> and we we actually had one story way back in like episode two. It was a famous Duke of Ireland who got killed oh, by a boar. Yeah. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and I wish we had specifics about what happened and how she was killed, but we just don't know. But mm. apparently there were bite marks on her Gee. from the, the boar. That's so, crazy. Yeah, it really is. It's a crazy thing to have happen. Uh, maybe an episode sometime on Wild Boar. Of some, yeah, yeah. And then the next Friday there was a bacon sale at the little grocery <laughs> market. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> at least killing a, a hog would be good for food, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But I... I remember you get a lot out of that. Oh yeah, and I remember when I lived in Tucson. I, I remember seeing wild pigs close to our neighborhood. Oh, nice. Uh, they're they're called javelinas. They're, oh, okay. They're not. They're 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 a bit smaller too. They're not quite as big. But oh. I remember that seeing them and like, well, I guess I live with wild pigs now. Wow. When I first moved to Tucson. Yeah, I had uh, my my buddy lived on a ranch in San Jose. Oddly enough, you know, you wouldn't think that, but it was off San Jose, just to the east on the on the hills there. 
And uh, when we were driving through, we just see wild hogs on the road. Like, yeah. see this big black. I'm like, what the heck is that? He's like, oh, it's a hog. I'm like, wow, that's cool. <laughs> and they're huge, bigger than you'd think. You oh, know, because yeah. you know you've seen a pig in real life, but hogs they get you don't really think big. about they're it. They're a little different. Because they're yeah. a farm animal, but in the wild. They're big. Yeah, yeah. They were skittish. They'd run away. But yeah, pigs. Pigs are really interesting animals. Yeah. There, I've read story. I've I know of stories where pigs eat people. Yeah. They're car- no. carnivorous. Yeah. Which you don't think of as a pig. You always but, think of them as a harmless thing. Yeah. You know? So a pig episode would could be kind of fun sometime. Yeah. All right. So our, let's go to our next story now. And this one has more of a happy ending. Let's go to November 24th, and we are going to Paris, Missouri. Huh. Not Paris, France. Paris, Missouri. Interesting. There's a lot of European naming in the, the East. Yeah. So a farmer called authorities after he had seen a bald eagle in the same spot for several days. Hmm. Department of Conservation agents show up to help the eagle. And when they got there, the eagle, you know, it was trying to hop away because it was unable to fly. Oh. They got a wool blanket and used it to capture the eagle. The eagle was then taken to the Raptor Rehabilitation Project, which is an organization run by the Veterinary School at the University of Missouri. So it was taken there. Vets found two shotgun pellets in the eagle's wing, which broke it. So some asshole tried to shoot and kill a bald eagle. Jeez. Like, how much of an asshole do you have to be to shoot America's bird? Ooh, right? Man. Yeah. Why an would you shoot? attack on America's birds is an attack on America. That's a terrorist act right there. Yeah. Luckily, the eagle is expected to make a full recovery. Well, and good. I saw in the article, it said that uh, it is a federal offense to harm a bald eagle. And carries a fine of one hundred thousand dollars. Wow! I thought there was jail time involved. Maybe there is. Oh, depend- I don't think so. I thought that I there was. It's a pay, federal offense. You can pay your way out of anything, I guess. You know. Yeah, but yeah. Unfortunately, the the asshats who did this will probably get away with it and not be caught. It'd be hard mm-hmm. to track that down. Yeah. But do not shoot a bald eagle, people. No. That is Marka's bird. Yeah. You can't get more Marka than a bald <laughs> eagle. You know, it's funny. When we were in Florida, we went to the Kennedy Space Center, and they've got uh, <clears throat> a protected area. I'm trying to think of what it was called. I cannot think of it, but it's, you know, it's in the Cape Canaveral area. Um, but they've got bald eagles there. They said they have something like 67 of them right in that area. Oh, wow. Or, or it was at least 67 nests. I can't remember. One of those. Oh, that's but they, cool. But we we even saw one because uh, they're like, oh, here's the nest right there. Oh, and he's perched on this telephone pole right right uh-huh. off the net. You know, and he's just sitting there washing. But, man, it was, it's pretty. Like, you could totally see the white oh, head yeah. and then the dark body. They're And they're big. They're, they're huge. Yeah, they're, they're big and they're, they're awesome. Like, wow, that's I a love... pretty darn big bird. Bigger yeah. than you think, you'd think, you know. Okay, yeah, and I've, I've thought about this. If you could, like, say you could be any animal in the uh-huh. world, if you could just, like, turn into that, and that's what you are now. I would pick an eagle or maybe a bald eagle that, because that they don't have any natural movie. predators. They're in the air. Yeah. And they're the, the main peop, the main birds in the air, you know? Yeah. So I, I thought about that before. And, and, yeah. I mean, and they're so big that when they catch something the, that's huge, sometimes they can even still bring it off the oh, ground. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if, they, if it's too big and they just sit there leaving it, waiting for it to die, and something else comes along, they're... They're big enough to scare the oh, thing yeah. off too. Like spread those wings, and they're whoa. Maybe I shouldn't. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and their talons are huge. They are. Uh, well, Dave, it's very possible we do an episode on bald eagles. <laughs> we should. Maybe like a like a Fourth of July episode. Hey, there you go. That's, maybe that's what we'll do sometime. Yeah, in July. that'd be perfect. <laughs> All right, let's go to our next story. Uh, for our next story, we are going back down under to Australia, mate. We are going to December 12th in the rural village of Leyburn in Queensland. And this village is being terrorized by a dickhead kangaroo with a bad attitude. (laughs) This is a six foot tall male red kangaroo and it has attacked three people. Oh my goodness. The first attack happened to a New Zealand man who is in town for a wedding 
The roux attacked him and had its paws on the man's shoulders, trying to kick him. Oh, gee. Uh, a friend then came by to rescue, scaring it away. But yeah, they remember how they, they'll, they'll do that. They'll box with you, too. And, and then they kick you, trying to like disembowel you. Yeah. All right. So the second attack happened outside a pub when it attacked a woman. The woman's husband was armed with a bar stool, <laughs> came to her defense uh, and separated them. And they went inside the pub until the Rue left. Wow. And also, a woman said this Rue trashed her garden that she spent decades tending. <laughs> the Rue ate her roses, uh, lemon tree, cacti, and other things. Just destroyed her garden. Gee. This Rue is a real dickhead. Yeah. He's st- just looking for trouble. Hanging around <laughs> bars. And- <laughs> well, <laughs> hanging around. He's had a few beers and he yeah. wants to fight. Yeah. Uh, so he's especially <coughs> a dickhead because he then attacked a 72-year-old woman. Oh, my goodness. Who was just walking, uh, taking her dog for a walk. Jeez. And the root did a sneak attack on her. It took her, it knocked her down from behind. Oh, my goodness. And then uh, yeah, and then got on her back and yeah, was pushing her and keep, like, pushing oh her to the goodness. ground. A neighbor heard the elderly woman's screams because that's a that's a big animal. Yeah, a, a six foot roux is equivalent to a six foot tall man in some ways, maybe yeah. even heavier. But so that's a pushing down a seventy two wow. year old. And the roux hopped. Uh, well, the roux hopped off when um, the neighbor came by, and the woman was bleeding from her sh- shoulder and Jeez. from her arms. She she will end up being okay. Wow. Uh, the local police are still on the lookout for this. Just. Dickhead kangaroo. Wow. <laughs> I would you like to see the 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 ske- artist sketch of that one? It looks like this. <laughs> if you see it, play this now. It's a big roof flexing its muscles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, Dave, do you know what actually might calm this roo down a bit? Hmm. Maybe he just needs to hear a song. <laughs> and not just any song, but this song. All together now, tiny kangaroo down sport. Tiny kangaroo down. Tiny kangaroo down sport. Tiny kangaroo down. I don't know. If I heard that song, I might start acting I don't like know. a roo. <laughs> <laughs> that song will. It might not. It'll calm you down the first time. You're like, all right, that was cool. Then you hear it again. You're like, okay, it's stuck in it's my like, head. Oh, man. I'm and then, gonna go then the it's actually going to drive you absolutely crazy. <laughs> this is making me want to go tear up the neighbor's uh, flowers. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time since we got a, had a chance to play that song yeah. on the show. Yeah. I don't know what's, what song's more annoying, that one or the uh, Narwhal song. Oh. That we've played. <laughs> we won't play it here, but. Well, I'll find a spot in future episodes to plug them both in. Okay. I do I do that whenever I can. <laughs> All right. All right. We've still got a few more stories to go. Wow. Uh, this next story is... Okay, Dave, this one is absolutely bonkers. Is it? This is this one might be... Just in, in everything that happens, it's just absolutely crazy. And I, you actually probably saw it because I this is the one I put up on our Facebook page. Oh, okay. <laughs> you saw it, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go to January 24th, and we are going to a small village called Wakanboro. Maybe it's, uh, it's in Indonesia. Okay, <laughs> so if I if I get Indonesian names wrong, I'm sorry, but I get them wrong. Let's meet 16-year-old Muhammad Adul. He goes out fishing in a small boat with his buddy. Named Sar- Sardi, S-A-R-D-I. Sardine. Just kidding. <laughs> S-A-R-D-I, so Sardi, right? I guess. Uh, so on this night, uh, they get about 500 meters from shore when Sardi shines his flashlight in the water. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, a needlefish jumps out of the water. Now, a needlefish is a long, slender, carnivorous fish. It's called a needlefish because its mouth looks like a needle. It's very long and sharp. Very spear-like. Swordfish-looking. Swordfish-looking, yeah. And very Mm spear-like, you know. And there's lots of different species of needlefish. They live around the world. Some live in oceans, some live in rivers. So they're kind of everywhere in some ways. Uh, But... uh, 
Dave, I'm, I'm going to show you the picture. Oh, I saw it. Well, I'm showing it to you again. Okay. Because I had it, I had it ready to go. And I want to see it again. <laughs> you morbid person, you. But check that out. I know, that is so weird. Oh. <laughs> Tell everybody what you're looking okay, at. Okay, so yeah, you see this kid's got the needle or this fish lodged into his neck, going from like the side of his neck to the back, like towards the spine, all the way through. You can see it poking out. It is so weird. <laughs> it's totally oh. true. Yeah. It's, uh. Uh. <laughs> it just makes you kind of squirm. Yeah. Uh, literally through the neck and all the way through the neck that you can see the tip going through the other side. It's totally wild. Yeah. The <clears throat> So the impact of this needlefish going through his neck knocked Muhammad off the boat into the water as the fish is still flailing around. Keep this in mind. It's flailing around. Oh. I don't know how long it took for the fish to die, but... He held the fish, <laughs> so he's he's holding the fish, trying to remove it. But Sardi, his buddy, told him not to not to do that. Yeah. To that will um, prevent if you leave it there, then it won't bleed out. Yeah. Which was actually very smart of Sardi, because if he pulled it out, probably would have killed him. Yeah. And now they get back to the beach. Fish still in the neck, and. <laughs> Probably still flapping around a bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's the part that's, I think I think about the like, most. Ow, 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 ow. Every time it flaps, you yes, because like, it would be moving around in yeah. your your neck hole, and oh. it's just so he's trying to keep it still. And then um, once it's out of the water for a while, I'm sure it's gonna die. But still, there's a lot yeah. of flopping going oh. on. I imagine this this fish probably wants to escape. Yeah. Anyway, the uh, fish <laughs> uh, when they uh, they eventually rush to the local hospital. And at the hospital, doctors cut the fish's body off. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's died by then, but they cut the fish's body off, so he does not have him to hang down like that, I yeah. guess. But they are unable to remove the head from his neck due to lack of equipment. So Muhammad's father rushed him to a larger hospital in a bigger city nearby. Uh, there, five surgeons carefully removed the needlefish from his neck in a first-of-its-kind procedure, well, as you can imagine. Yeah. The procedure took two hours to remove the fish's head. and I'm, I'm sure they gave him something to sleep on. Oh. I would yeah. hope so, right? Yeah. To rem- yeah, and the pr- uh, precarious position ironically helped staunch the bleeding. The way it didn't hit an artery or anything. And uh-huh. it actually, he didn't. So lucky. He didn't bleed that much. So lucky. And that's why I've heard that if you get stabbed or say shot with like a bow and arrow, for example, you're supposed to leave it in you and then go to the doctor. If you pull it out, you bleed out, you know? So yeah. that's that's why if you do get stabbed and it's like with a knife or and it's still stuck in you, you leave it there. Yeah. Which sounds weird because your instinctive would be to pull it out, but you yeah. leave it there. Let the doctors do it. Yeah. Fortunately, Muhammad is in a stable condition after being speared through the neck. Uh, during his interview with the BBC, he was a chipper. He was in a chipper mood, happy to be alive, and said he can't wait to go out fishing again. What kind of mess did they put him on? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's a super, super crazy story. Yeah. There. And I read that apparently this isn't the only case of a needlefish stabbing someone. Really. And oh my goodness. 19... We'll have to do an episode. <laughs> <laughs> Needlefish episode. Yeah. Uh, in 1977, in Hawaii, a 10-year-old was killed when a needlefish went through his eye. Oh, man. Then, just in 2018, uh, a, a Thai Navy cadet was killed after being speared during a training exercise. Jeez. How does that happen? I have no that is idea. crazy. So watch out for needlefish now. Something else to be yeah. scared at in the water. Oh my goodness! <laughs> doesn't uh, doesn't that make it sure makes us some of our things we whine about sound a little crazy? And oh like, yeah. This area is icy. We need to fix this, people. <laughs> Here, you got a person that could die from a needlefish. Needlefish. It's like yo. <laughs> needlefish to the neck. Wow, that is crazy. Okay, so Dave, I know you brought a story or two for yeah. us. 
So how about you go ahead and tell us yours? Okay, this time let's go back down under again. Down under again. Yeah, right. this one takes place in Australia, um, Western Australia. Um, this was in, um, uh, I forget the town. Can't find it now, but it was, uh, anyway, it was just off the coast. Um, a guy decides to go diving. <clears throat> His wife was with him. They take a boat out and then go diving. Okay. And apparently, uh, well, to spoil the story, killed by a great white shark. Oh! My great nemesis, you know? Yeah, Dave's scared of sharks. Well, Dave, do you know we actually, he's, he was killed by the shark? This is a shark yeah. attack? Do you yeah. know we, well, we have to do something. You know what that is? What? Yes, that is the, um, what is that, Backstreet Boys song. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, continue with your story. Okay, well, anyway, that happened to him. He was hit, hit faster than a, no, never mind. Anyway, but yeah, so he he gets killed. The The wife was in the boat, uh-huh. you know, because he went down, and all that they that came up was, uh, what did they say, a sleeve from his from his arm and a, and a flipper. She's like, what That's... the heck? So she knew something was wrong. So she calls in. Gets a, a you know life lifeguard or whatever they have down there. Coast they Guard come, or something. Yeah, they come in. They start looking for him. They can't find him. They looked for twenty four hours. Didn't find him. Like it must have been a shark because they found out uh, someone else had reported a shark in the area. Uh-huh. It was a great wife. But yeah, it was interesting because they said they said they've had uh, poor Australia. I swear they're they're, the ones they're that get not them. doing so hot right now. No, they, they had uh, what was it sixty seven. 67 shark attacks in how what was the time period I cannot remember now dang well, it and I don't have the I can't can't find the article well they're but they're yeah, second was, in the world oh it was crazy yeah and I guess 60% of their shark attacks are from great white well yeah, yeah it's yeah, dangerous yeah, yeah um I, in fact after so, okay, this wait, happened wait so the shark just took off in the body the yeah, body's they never couldn't find anything body hasn't been recovered the no. shark was eating him yeah <laughs> yeah, we haven't had a, a, a shark story quite like that one. We've always had bodies recovered, but yeah, I never thought of that. Yeah. This shark grabbed the guy. Did you say his flipper came up and what? what? Well, they found a flipper and part of his sleeve. That was it. Oh man! So this shark just straight up ate him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. It is crazy. That's the first time we've had a story quite like that. Yeah. We've had a lot of shark attacks that we've covered, but that's the first one like that. Yeah. Yeah, I felt bad. And then they, they took the woman to the hospital. She was just suffering from shock. Oh, know? okay. Fair enough. Your husband just died right there, there like that. But that was that was interesting. After that, they put, because uh, um, I guess, well, it wasn't just because of this, because they've had so many shark attacks. They put up uh, shark netting on, uh, was, it, was it off Perth, I believe it is, in Western Australia, Western, where they yeah. like to surf and whatnot. They put up shark netting to, you know, keep it safe, mm-hmm. just because it's, so dangerous out there. Poor Australia, you know? Man, they are getting hammered in this episode. Fires, they got the craziest uh, uh, animals that could kill you, the poisonous <laughs> stuff. and Venomous. Venomous, sorry, venomous, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, venomous. And then they got sharks, they got the box jellyfish down, they got all kinds of stuff. They got dickhead kangaroos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pushing old ladies down. Yeah. <laughs> man, man we hope Australia. We hope you you end up doing better here later this year, man. Yeah, you guys are struggling at the it's moment. Starting to sound kind of scary place to visit now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that was. Well, I'm, I'm gonna have to. I never found that story. That's the first. This is the first oh, time okay. I'm, I'm hearing of that. Like yeah. in all my research, I thought I would have found that one. Yeah, that happened uh, January fifth. Oh, I'm gonna. Yeah, might have to dig deeper and find that story because that was cool, and I'm interested in it. So okay. you have another one for us too, yeah, right, Dave? Which one was it? I can't remember what the other because I found you were gonna I do a, a few. What was the other iguanas? One? The iguanas. Okay, yes, the iguanas. <laughs> okay, so same date actually. Okay. Funny, January fifth. Florida had a huge cold front. They come did. Through. I, mm-hmm, I read this. Yeah, and uh, in fact, it got so cold. That it got okay. Let's let's put it this way. It, it got Florida cold. Florida cold. Yeah. It did not get that cold. We're, talking, we're not talking Alaska. Well, I mean, we're in, yeah, we're, we're in Salt Lake. It gets cold here. It's it's regular. Yeah. It's been thirties in thirties uh, all all month yeah. for the last while, and it goes even lower at nighttime. But it, it's Florida cold, so it gets in the forties for a second, and they freak out, right? Yeah. But, okay, sorry. I just want to make sure that everybody knows that Florida cold is different from regular cold. Yeah. It's not that cold. Okay, yeah. sorry, continue. So anyway, it dropped down 
uh, cold enough that uh, the next day, all of a sudden, iguanas started falling from trees. Okay. Because what happens, apparently, is when temperatures go below 50 degrees Fahrenheit, um, then the, which I, I believe, what was that, five Celsius, something like that. That it'll, um, they start to get sluggish, you know, and then it actually will freeze them because they're cold blooded. So it does that to reptiles. Yeah, yeah, if they're not warm enough to move, they don't. They Mm -hmm. just body shuts down, and so and they sit up in trees. So they they just started falling (laughs) off trees. Iguanas falling from the trees. Yeah, so people were like, "What the heck? This is crazy." So the 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 news advisement, like, don't touch them because when they start to warm up. They might bite you. Yeah, you know? they're fine. Just leave them alone. Yeah, it's like you may think they're dead, but no. When as it warms up, <laughs> so do they. They just come back to life. Um, but they're like, this may help because apparently iguanas are uh, um, an invasive species there. Oh, are they? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, they don't, and they don't want them there, so they keep trying to gather them up. So they're like, hey, oh, this may give us an opportunity where we can get some out. Like, I didn't know that they were invasive there. That's interesting. Yeah, so, I guess everything. Almost half the animals there are invasive. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I guess uh, the it didn't get this cold. I think the last time it got this cold was, let's say, 2010, and that was cold enough for two weeks that it actually did kill them off. And oh. so they're like, "Oh, good, good, we solved our problem." But then they, yeah, you know, they came back. didn't do it all the way. So, <laughs> yeah, and they're like, "This cold didn't last long enough to really make a dent in the issue." But yeah. it was it was still kind of an interesting yeah that is interesting, interesting thing because yeah they, there's a picture snapped of some. This iguana, it looks like his leg twisted one way. Yeah, like, what the they're like frozen. Like, yeah, just, just fell out of a tree by my pool. <laughs> and the guy snaps a picture. Yeah, that was it, interesting. It sounds like it's just kind of a Florida thing to happen. Yeah, it totally is. Totally it's is. super weird and crazy. So yeah. it sounds like Florida. Oh, and I also, I didn't write it down, but I did read that there was a um, annual, uh, they called it like a treasure hunt for uh, those pythons there. Oh, really? And they ended up capturing like 80 pythons. Wow. Hey, that, that's a great way to, you know, it's like the escape rooms we have here. You just, you charge people to go collect a problem. <laughs> yeah, get that snake out of here. It doesn't yeah. matter. And, that's uh, funny. I, I definitely, I have an idea for an invasive species episode. Oh, yeah? So, and I really, I've been wanting to tackle the python thing in Florida. Oh, okay. For a long time. So, we will do that eventually, maybe sooner than later. But we will have an invasive species episode. Okay. How many times have I said we're going to cover something this week so far? Boy, to, in this episode this, alone, you might It's been be... like five or six. You, you, <laughs> you'd be getting a good buzz if you're taking yeah. a shot every time we did that. You might get alcohol poisoning by the end. I don't know, man. I I can handle six shots, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of iguanas, too. Back to it again. Um, when we were on our cruise, we saw iguanas at the islands we were at in the Caribbean. Uh, oh, yeah. St. Martin's and uh, uh, Puerto Rico. Um, people at St. Martin's, they were they were big, and they were just flicking bananas. And they huh. they were it was funny because if you flick them close enough, they they they'll catch it out of, oh, the, really? out of midair. It was like. It's like, oh, man, iguanas are cool the animals. Mike Trout, you know? What's that? Iguanas are cool oh, animals. Oh, yeah. They're super cool. Man. Yeah, we were we were following them at the fort in uh, Puerto Rico. They were big there. And they'd sit there, and they'd just kind of walk slow, and all of a sudden they stop and start banging, <laughs> head banging, you know? Yeah, they, they look like, like they're rocking out, right? Yeah, and they totally look the part, too, like the mohawk on their head and everything. <laughs> yeah, <It's> just, <laughs> my, my kind of lizard. Yeah, we saw one where... Um, they had part of the fort wall. It was on top, and there were two pigeons sitting there too. And it's walking along the fort wall towards the pigeons. We're like, oh, what is he going to eat those things or something? <laughs> it was pretty funny. I was actually what videoing happened? it. He he stopped at one point, and there's like, ah, and then it kind of turns around. <laughs> like damn pigeons. Yeah. That's well, that's funny. yeah. Iguanas are cool, man. Yeah. Um, all right. Thank you, Dave. Good good job. Those are good stories. That shark attack was. Uh, Pretty gnarly. I want to look more into that one. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I've got two more stories that I want to share this episode. Okay. Let's go on it. Let's go to January 20th, and we are going to Kensington, New Hampshire. Hmm. Let's meet Ian O'Reilly. Ian, along with his wife and two-year-old son, are going for a walk along a small college campus. They have a run-in with a coyote. Ooh. The coyote goes after the two-year-old. Oh, jeez. Grabs him by the jacket and knocks him down. Oh. 
So it's kind of like what the cougar did when after the, yeah. the toddler. The three-year-old, yeah. yeah. So Ian and his wife were able to separate the coyote from their son. And in the process, the coyote bites Ian twice. Oh. Ian actually may want to look into a, a new career of MMA after what happens next. Oh, really? He kicks the coyote and then grabs its snout, um, holds its snout closed, wraps his legs around it, locking him in. Oh, wow. Ian suffocated the coyote to death. Jeez. By using his body weight and legs to wrap, was just suffocated it with its legs so the wow. coyote couldn't breathe. You know, like how you're just messing around wrestling with your brother yeah. or something, and you wrap your legs around, like, oh, you can't breathe. I remember doing that. Jeez. Yeah, this guy did it to the coyote till it died. Wow. Yeah, Ian told reporters that instinct just took over. Makes sense. Fair enough. It yeah. was after his son. He had never harmed an animal before, so it was a weird experience for him. But pretty badass to suffocate a coyote in an MMA move, right? Yeah. Also, this was the coyote's third attack that day. Jeez. Earlier, it bit a motorist and also a 62-year-old woman walking her dog. Oh, my goodness. Kind of sounds like this coyote may have a case of the rabies. Rabies. I still really like that <laughs> clip. I think that's my favorite. Yeah. We've done a lot of clips today. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's still my favorite. But yeah, definitely a case of the rabies, right? Yeah. Um, fishing game plan on testing it for rabies. And all three people bitten, including Ian, uh, got the uh, rabies vaccine. Okay. They were vaccinated for it. There's, you know, like you have to do it every couple days process of it. Oh, okay. But this article I I got the story from also says that there have been 140 reported coyote attacks from 1960 to 2006. Hmm. Of course, if you remember one of our saddest stories, also from episode two, or second reference yeah. to episode two, was the uh, really sad story of the Canadian country singer Taylor Mitchell, who was killed by coyotes. Yeah. Coyotes will also be covered in a future episode. Okay. And I think I want to redo, I think we're going to go redo and go a little more in-depth of the Taylor Mitchell story oh, okay. if, when we do a coyote episode. Coyotes All are right. really interesting. I mean, everybody sees them. But yeah, rabies is definitely a big thing with them. Yeah. All right, so we are now on our last story of the episode. Okay. Let's go to January 6th, and we go to Bath, Maine. Let's meet an 88-year-old named Norman Ke uh, Keeney. Ke okay. Norman Keeney, an 80-year-old man, 88-year-old man. But we before did we he go back to the future. No, he did not. Because oh, that's that's the number. 88, 88 miles per hour. Oh, okay. He's 88. Okay. <laughs> Isn't 88 Sorry, also man. a Nazi thing too? Is it? Yeah. I don't know. It is oh. somehow. Anyway, <laughs> he's 88 years old. Yeah, but he's part of the bathhouse. No, I'm just kidding. No, I mean, he's in bath. Never mind. Let's go to the story. Here. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> well, before we get to uh, the story that happened on January 6th, let's go back four months real quick. When Norman was, that's a good name for a, an old man. Yeah. Norman. Yeah, yeah. It's just a good old man Norm. name. Norm. Yeah. <laughs> So Norman was outside his home when he was attacked by a gray fox. Uh, 88-year-old Norman stomped the fox to death. Gee. I don't have specific details on it, but it's a pretty badass old man, right? Yeah. All right, so this happened four months ago, and now... Uh, Must fox have been is... a veteran, you know? <laughs> he might... No, well, I actually, I got his job, so... Oh, okay. Uh, foxes really must not like Norman at all, huh. as we're going to find out. Uh, earlier this month in January, Norman returns home from the store, and he closes his garage door, and he heard a, a meow sound, kind of like uh -huh. that, and he thought it was his cat April, but it was another fox. It charges at him, 
biting his face and his hands, knocking him down to the ground in his driveway and sent his glasses flying. Foxes really don't like this Norm guy. No. Uh, This fox gave more fight than the other. So Norman is a former fire chief, too, and he's about 200 pounds, you know, a big, a good-sized 88-year-old man. But he's 88, remember that one. He has, so he has a folding cane on him, (laughs) but it is, so he's trying to whack the fox, but it's collapsing with each blow, not not doing too much and barely affecting the fox. This fox, foxes can get to around 30 pounds. I guess he's regretting that QVC thing. Hey, look, it even folds. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't think that was a con, did you? (laughs) So he gave up on the cane and grabbed the fox around its throat with his hands. He struggled to squeeze very hard, uh, but he had somewhat of a grip. So both him and the fox are struggling for breath at the time. Gee. You know, he's 88, so he's obviously this is get wearing him out. Yeah. And he's not, being, he's not getting enough force on the neck, but huh. he is still able to hold it down. Then a neighbor, a teenager, a a teenage boy out for a jog, uh, comes up on the scene. Imagine being that guy. (laughs) Uh, Norman tells the the teenager to put his foot on the animal's neck. (laughs) Uh, Imagine, yeah, imagine being that teenager. (laughs) He's like, I'm out of limbs. Put yours here. (laughs) Yeah, imagine being told by Norman to stand on a fox's neck. Well, this teenager respects his elders and does what Norm says. (laughs) Somehow, during the struggle, though, the fox manages to escape. It runs off. Oh, my goodness. So, somehow, maybe he didn't put, press the boot on it hard enough. Oh. I don't know. But um, a bloody Norman hands the teenager his phone and tells him to call police. And, like, his phone is bloody. Oh, There's gee. blood all over the phone, and the teenager does, d- does this. Uh, police arrive with an ambulance. And while Norm is being loaded up into the ambulance, there are several shots from a police twenty-two rifle that ring out. Oh. And that kills the the fox is dead. Okay. The police kill the fox. Norman jokes around saying, I've ridden in the back of ambulances before, but this is the first time as a patient. Hmm. Uh his most serious injury was to his thumb. And huh. a cut to his left eyelid that barely missed his eyeball. Oh, wow. And turns out this fox also has a case of the rabies. It's the rabies! Get to the chopper! Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I'd have to. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Uh, Norman uh, did receive the vaccine. He got the vaccine as oh, well. God. And he believes that there is a fox den near his home. Mm. Makes obvious sense. Yeah. Um, or or foxes just really don't like Norman. There's something <laughs> it was about payback Norman. from his brother. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe that's the disturbing thing about it. You know, he was he was premeditated with the other fox. He's <laughs> like, I gotta pay it back. And and what's even worse is they've learned how to mimic household pets. <laughs> All right. So he also says from now on he is going to carry a different cane around. Yeah. He, he has a strong wooden one, so he wants to add more firepower for the next fox that attacks <laughs> him. Go. Those are his words. Firepower was his words. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, Norm's carrying around a pretty powerful cane now. Nice. Uh, he still has a, another, rounds, another round of rabies treatment to go. Remember, you have okay. to get several shots over. Yeah. Uh, was it? I, I can't remember the day period, but, yeah, you get several shots throughout a few days. Good story, though, huh? Yeah, that's crazy. Norm's pretty cool. I wish I had a grandpa like Norm. Wait, so what was his occupation? He was a fire chief. Oh, okay. Nice. So he's a pretty tough guy, you know? Yeah. Obviously. So, Dave, that is going to wrap up the episode. Okay. Some good stories this week, I thought. Those were really cool. Yeah. And we hope everyone enjoyed them. I know I certainly enjoyed researching and writing the script and doing the show and... Uh, yeah, that's our 10th time doing this type of episode, and we will do another in two more months. Hey. So, Dave, like I said, for next week, I haven't decided what we are going to cover. Okay. We still have so many things and a lot, so many animals to cover. 
Oh, yeah. Sometimes choosing them is the hardest part. <laughs> uh, maybe a Jim Corbett episode, if I have enough time, or it could, it could be anything. So it's a mystery on what Ooh. next week's episode is going to be. I, I really don't know. Huh. I have not decided. So make sure, be sure to be sure to tune in next week for whatever episode comes for the surprise. Yes, yeah. uh, Dave, we do have a couple shout outs to give. Oh, okay. Uh, these shout outs come from reviews on iTunes. Oh, first we want to thank Natalie B from Tennessee. Natalie B from Tennessee. <laughs> uh, she said she likes to impress people with her. Um, animal knowledge that she's learned from us hey right on and she uh she said a lot of nice things and she said something on facebook too she's a uh, a rodeo fan so she was interested oh, right in on. our rodeo okay episode. right uh, on right on nice and uh so yeah thank you natalie that's really cool yeah and also we want to thank steve sobs steve sobs he actually his review just came in like a few minutes before I was writing this, I was like, all right, I better check to see if we got any more. And nice. then, boom, like, whoa. Hey, okay. right on. Uh, he, he gave us five stars, and he said that he really wants us to cover giant squids. Giant squids? That would be a good giant one. Giant squids really would be. We yeah. got, got the Kraken. So, yeah. That's, uh, so get Kraken yeah. on it, uh, Well, we just did a whole five something episode with whales so in the ocean so um, we're taking a little break from the ocean okay. right now but we will definitely have uh giant squids on sometime That's, okay because they're really cool animals too but yeah thank you for the review and dave if our other listeners want to contribute what can they do for us go to itunes apple podcast wherever you listen to subscribe rate review give us five stars say something you like really helps us out helps us bring more attention to the show if you'd like to become an even more awesome person, become a producer of the show. And, and by donating, you can donate any amount. Just surprise us like we're surprising you next week with the episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Uh, donations of any kind are more than wonderful for us. Um, you can go to, uh, you can find us on PayPal. You can find us by our email, forceofnaturepod at gmail.com or on Venmo on my personal account, Matthew-Hamilton-51. And all that info is on the description below. And it would be, that would be more than amazing. Yeah. So, and to all the listeners, feel free to contact us if you ever want to. Tell us a cool animal-related story of you or someone you know, uh, uh, or if you just want to suggest an episode idea, or if you just want to ask a question or say hi, please feel free. You can email us or message us on Facebook. Also, help us grow by recommending us to family and friends. Tell them we are on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google. We are on all of the platforms we need to be. Dave, do you have anything to add? No, I'm good. All right, well, uh, how about you, Colonel Chitor? Hey guys, so I just got off the phone with Vince McMahon, and he says The Undertaker is too much of a bitch to face me at WrestleMania. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, you know The Undertaker. Oh, and, uh, well, I'm sure nobody really cares about this, but yeah, Dave, me, Dave, um, my brother and Dave's son, are we're going to Monday Night Raw on Monday. Oh, yeah! <laughs> yes, so. Let me tell you something, brother. It's gonna be great. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but yeah, we're going. Uh, so Cheetor, maybe we'll find you a new opponent for WrestleMania there. Yeah, we'll take <laughs> pictures for you. Yeah. <laughs> this is Force of Nature podcast. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends. Be a part of building us up, and we will see you next week. Bye. <laughs>